0: It's another porn episode today. Yay! Over the next few minutes, you're going to learn how to talk to your kids about porn without alarming them. Welcome back to Sitting in a Car. I'm Sarah Sproul and I sit in the car with you each week answering a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person to respect themselves and the people around them. And The answer to this week's question about having chats about porn in a way that is non-alarming comes from the Courage Pillar of the Evolved Family Method. Now, you might know already because you've heard me talk about a lot that the Courage Pillar focuses on things like how do we take responsibility as adults for speaking up? How do we actually then speak up? Start sentences, start. Conversations using the right words, um, taking just generally taking action. So, let's delve into the courage pillar now. Many parents have questions around porn and conversations around porn, and oftentimes, the most common um, go to methods or strategies they use to help their kids would be to focus a lot on technology solutions. So, ensure there is net nannies and different filters and just making sure that generally uh, your kid's ability to find these things are reduced. It's also very common to feel afraid about this topic and um, to try or actually believe that it's possible to completely shield your kid from any explicit content online. Um, Also, it's super common to uh, feel afraid that if we do start talking about it, our kid is going to search it up. And you know what? Like, I understand why that would be the natural reaction to these topics because those reactions mirror often how we approach other aspects of keeping our children safe. We are putting little blocks into electrical sockets so they can't stick anything in there. We're using corner protectors to make sure um, they don't fall and hit their head on something sharp. We use stair gates and things to make sure they don't fall down steps. So that protection, keeping them away from scary things is absolutely cemented into our parenting mind. You know, the other thing is that we don't often hear stories of families who have negotiated raising kids who have accidentally or maybe they've searched it out and on purpose seen porn and have a healthy, ongoing, connected teen who is doing everything that they need to do reasonably well. We don't hear stories about that. We only hear stories about the really awful things that happen um, when kids come across porn and are not supported by the adults who are caring for them. So I've learned that when parents follow what feels right to do around conversations about porn or just protecting their kids around porn, that um, there is this sense of feeling a bit stuck and feeling worried that uh, we're not doing it right. You know, when we're feeling particularly worried about things related to porn, there are some actions that we might naturally take. We might go and ask other parents in our parenting community what they do. We might Google what to do um, and try and follow the directions as closely as possible. And for many of us, oftentimes those directions aren't practical because and they expect us to be able to have open conversations with children in our care, maybe even young children in our care to do with porn. And I don't know about you, but before I started to do this work, that would have been a pretty tall order if you don't mind me saying so. So in this episode, I'm going to give you three places to start when you are wanting to have conversations with your kids about porn in a way that doesn't make them feel alarmed or overwhelmed. Step one, think about this. Rather than having a conversation about porn, have a conversation about sex in the media. To me, I don't know about you, but to me that just feels easier. It's like, oh yeah, it doesn't feel so like, oh, porn. It's like, oh yeah, there is sex in all sorts of media that we see, and um, we're gonna have a conversation about it because every child needs to learn how to have critical thinking skills around things that they see, whether that's on ads YouTube videos, Netflix, whatever it is, right? So, this is not a porn conversation. This is a conversation about media literacy or being critical and um, asking questions of the things that we see uh, in entertainment. So, doesn't that feel just a little bit more simple? Um, You can absolutely use the porn or pornography word if you like, but if that's just a step too far, talk about sex in the media or sometimes we see naked people online or we see bodies and you know all that sort of thing so step away from the word porn if it makes you feel better it makes you feel more comfortable. Before we go on to step two I just want to talk about hairy legs for a minute because if you've been hanging around or sitting in a car for a while you may know that in my growing up with my type of body, I struggled massively with super hairy legs and um, the conversations around hairy legs that I had as a teenager with my friends were very much, a, yeah, we all going to try and remove that, whether that was waxing or home waxing, by the way, like as 13 year olds, super fun uh, in my best friend's mum's ensuite bathroom, but that's another story yeah, so waxing, shaving. And when I would try and have conversations with the adults who were looking after me, they would say things like, "Um, don't worry about, you know, the hair on your legs. It's only going to grow back more black and stronger if you remove it. Um, It's best just to leave it. And uh, that felt really difficult for me to do. It didn't fit with my worldview of who I was. And A conversation that could have been helpful is the critical thinking piece. Not that it probably would have made any difference to me at that age. I was going to take away that hair no matter what any loving, caring parent said to me. But if someone had said, you know, we're designed or the world is designed to make us feel bad about that part of our body. um, Because when we feel bad about the hair on our body, then we spend money on um, shavers and waxing and all those sort of things and um, so people, other people make money off our discomfort. Now the link to porn is that you know, if I can be critical about the messages that the world is giving me about my hairy legs then our children can also be critical about the messages that they receive from seeing sex or seeing something related to bodies in the media. Also called porn. Point two, you can remind your kid, or you can say straight out that it is absolutely normal and a hundred percent sort of part of being a kid that they would be curious about bodies and things to do with sex and kissing and what it means to feel like we're in love and um, what genitals look like. That curiosity is completely and utterly normal. Um, so that reduces their feeling of alarm, right? So if we're saying, don't watch porn, don't Google things like penises and breasts because scary things will come up, our child will be like, oh, okay, this sounds really bad. And oh my goodness, actually I've done it already. And they might not tell us that. So curiosity is completely natural and normal. Um, The internet is not a great place to find information out though about that stuff to do with bodies and sex and genitals and all those things, because it can show us pictures of people with bodies that don't look like everyday normal bodies. They can be bodies that have had special surgeries or have got special filters on them or um, get use special workout routines to make them look a particular way. And that doesn't help us when we're learning about bodies and sex. But, and here's what you can say to your kids, to prevent overwhelm is that we have a family bookshelf, right? And there are books there to do with bodies and genitals and pictures of nakedness and all that sort of thing. So if you want to find out information about that and you don't want to ask me, that's the place to go. You can also add that, you know, it's completely and utterly normal to be curious about your own body too. And the best place to look at your own body is in your bedroom or in the bathroom so that no one can disturb you because sometimes we want to get up close and personal with those really interesting parts of our body. And sometimes, you know, we don't want other people seeing us do that. And that is utterly normal too. Point number three, we can talk to our kids about the fact that the things we see either online or on TV or on Netflix or on YouTube or on Instagram or whatever it is, they're most of the time not real life. Um, In my family, we love the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, and we all realize that we have yet to meet anyone who looks like Thanos um, and who can snap their fingers and make disappear half the people in the universe, right? Like Those things are pretty obvious that they're not real. But porn can be a bit different. Um, Sex in the media can be a bit different because um, our children maybe don't have the same level of understanding about what everyday sort of normal people sex is not that there is any normal people sex right we're all different we all like different things so actually normal is all sorts of variety and interesting stuff but i digress they don't know that right so it's important for them to hear from us that what they see in porn um, isn't normal Um, it's actors playing a role um, using special enhancements like you could talk about special effects in movies Um, And how they get people to fly where you can talk about, wow, there are special effects in um, things that we can see online that is to do with sex, too, that make different body parts look bigger than probably they could ever be. um, Make liquids that are coming out of people's bodies look more than maybe most of us could ever produce. And seeing those things that aren't real can sometimes make us wonder if we're normal, right? And that's because porn doesn't generally show everyday sorts of bodies doing everyday sorts of things. This actually reminds me that um, when I was in my late teens, I went on the never-ending search for underwear that didn't dig into my hips. Right? Have a think about the ads you've seen that are showing underwear of some sort. Usually what you'll notice is the hips are a smooth line and the underwear sits very nicely on it and doesn't dig in. Well, I thought that's what underwear was meant to look like. So I spent ages trying to find pairs of underwear that didn't dig in and you can imagine my suit, my my search was rather fruitless. If someone had said to me, you know what? They smooth off those hips to make underwear look like it doesn't dig in. I was going to, I would go like, oh, Right. Okay. So there's another idea for you. Maybe you can even talk about ads and how they make clothes on models look different, what they look like in real life, which is super frustrating, right? Super frustrating. Okay. So you've just heard how to have conversations about porn or sex in the media with children in a way that won't alarm them, but it Doesn't actually do you a whole heap of good when you're thinking about all the other conversations. There are hundreds of conversations. I'm just thinking now inside the Evolve School, there are hundreds of topics of conversations that parents learn how to have with their children of all ages, right? And so this is only one conversation that we've talked about today. Without that balance of Um, understanding everything that we can talk about with our children in ways to build deeper connections, then that connection that we all so much value with our children is going to be harder to develop. So if you would like to get ongoing support for conversations about all sorts of sensitive things, um, head over to either the link in the bio or into the link in the comments below or anywhere around this video and sign up to get sitting in a car delivered to your inbox absolutely free every week you can get a new episode to help you learn more things about having conversations about sensitive stuff with the kids in your care in a way that builds more connection and that's what we're all about right and that's sitting in a car for another week where i've answered a question to help you raise your confident and caring young person who respects themselves and the people around them bye for now Over the next, And I've forgotten how to say, and welcome back to sitting in a car. <laughs> no, 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 that's not right at all. Let's try again.